This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Here we go. It's hour number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3. The fan home of the Cowboys, home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Hope you're having a nice little Friday. Blue Jays are reportedly going to call a 6 o'clock press conference. Michael Kay has tweeted that, as well as a few other sources in the media. As Otani on his way to Toronto. Is that confirmed? Is yes. he a plane? John Morosi reporting he's flying to Toronto. So he's physically traveling there. We don't have confirmation that it's for a contract, but we do have confirmation they've called a press conference for 6 o'clock, yep. or will soon call a press conference for 6 o'clock. It'd be pretty hilarious if it wasn't to announce an Otani signing. You think it's someone else. Is his dog's name Blue? You think? <laughs> Probably. It's a great name for a dog. Is uh Jay, maybe? So is is this six o'clock Texas time, six o'clock East Coast time? Do yeah, you know? I, 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 that's a great Canada question. time. Okay. Canadian time. And I don't even know that's what Toronto's time on the is. East Coast there. So if that's six o'clock Toronto it's time, that's coming up at five o'clock. Five o'clock here. We could have some uh, news on this. And I'm ready for that to be over so we can get uh, the real big wave of free agency going. But it is time now to talk about the big matchup coming up on Sunday. Cowboys and Eagles. Massive playoff uh, or, or division implications at this point. Both teams are probably going to make the playoffs, but who's going to win the division? And the loser of this game is going to have a completely different reality staring at them in the face on Monday. Brooks Cabina, Eagles beat writer from The Athletic, joins you now here in the nation. And a good evening, Brooks. How the heck are you? Good, guys. How about yourself? Good. Did I nail the last name? You did. Nice. Let's I go. was hoping That's I did. We, we looked it up, did a little bit of research. You did. Um, so I'll always like to be accurate there. Now, how, how much has one bad loss kind of rattled the fan base or where are you looking at that sitting there with two losses now? Well, there are some fans who have definitely gone hyperbolic and there are others that are listening to some players on the team who are trying to temper expectations, uh, on, at least on holding the horses a bit. Jason Kelsey was talking the other day. He was saying, usually one loss isn't the big concern, but typically when losing starts to affect the mentality of a team, it's a consistent basis. So, these, this is a team that uh, it's got a lot of veteran leadership from Jason Kelsey, Jordan Mailata, Fletcher Cox, guys that have been around for six, seven years, 13, some of them, uh, have experienced big losses before. Um, and uh, it's they're 10-2. and two. They realize they still have a shot to win the division, get the number one seed, at the very least make the playoffs. So uh, they the, the, the major thing here is that the 49ers exploited a lot of the problems that had been buried in victories comeback victories in the weeks prior and i remember i was talking to jalen hurst in the post game press conference after uh, their comeback against the bills and he, he was kind of you know conflicted he, he wasn't super excited that they had this huge walk-off win and he wasn't you know so totally depressed he just didn't he even said like i don't even know how to talk about this because they had played so badly in the first half and were able to come back for the other so in some ways last week can be kind of a wake-up call for all the issues that they need to fix because it's likely that they face teams like the 49ers, if not the 49ers again in the postseason. So 
um, yeah, it's it's cause for concern. There are some people freaking out, but uh, that's that's Philly sometimes. How hurt is Jalen Hurts right now? Uh, he's healthier at his knee. He was bad um, kind of towards the middle of the season going into the uh, bye week uh, after the Cowboys game. You guys remember whenever he got hit right going into the first yeah. um, halftime and was hobbling about a bit. Um, he said it, he was selfishly excited that the bye week was coming up the next week. And when he came back, no more brace, no more limping around. They've, they've, they went to him running a bunch uh, in the second half against the Bills. So they've, they started to open up the offense again in terms of him running the ball, but um, they they haven't run the ball as much uh, well against the 49ers because they were down two, three scores in the second half. But um, also defenses are kind of giving him different looks to where he's not uh, keeping the ball so much. So his, his knee's healthy. It's not limiting him in the scheme so much as the choices and what they've been presented. So uh, those things are are different than what, what people saw in the first half against the Cowboys last time. What did you think about David Carr's comments in regard to Jalen Hurts, and did that make its way into the uh, Philadelphia locker room? Ooh, um, <laughs> I didn't ask anybody. Um, I, I did, you know, see it obviously, and uh, it's definitely a choice to say that. Um, it's, I, I think, you've got an MVP candidate in Jalen Hurts, and they've been throwing the ball in several scenarios to come back. I mean, against the Cowboys even, to start the second half. Um, he was one of his major throws um, against the Chiefs to come back, and that one was a check he made himself, recognizing downfield that he had man-to-man coverage against the safety, against Devontae Smith. Those are decisions that he's making on his own within an offense that's built around him. So I, I didn't hear anybody bring it up themselves. I didn't really think of it to bring up and pissing anyone off myself but um you know it's it's it, it's definitely a choice to bring that one up but it's not a it's not a take that i personally would have had brooks what do you make of the Eagles' secondary and the the issues that they've had there it was it seemed like a group on paper at least when the season started that everybody was talking about could be one of the best in the in the league but it, it surely has fallen on some hard times this uh this season yeah, you guys saw it firsthand. It culminated in that Cowboys game. C.D. Lamb went off for his career high, close to 200 yards receiving that game. And it's been a lot isolated in the slot corner, nickel corner safe, safe, uh, slot right there. With uh, Avante Maddox week two against the Vikings, he went out with a pectoral injury, and it just became a carousel after that. Not much depth to uh, return behind him. Uh, they had Eli Ricks as an undrafted free agent. They even rotated Sidney Brown, a third-round pick, who – really is a primarily just a safety uh, just to try and uh, find something in between. And they signed Bradley Roby um, in the middle of the season, longtime corner to come in and help. And then he had a shoulder injury that knocked him out through that first Cowboys game. But it got to the point where towards the end of the game, Darius Slay, uh, their multi-pro bowl corner was like, look, I'm going to cover CeeDee Lamb for the rest of this game. That was at the two minute warning. And that sack that happened when Dak Prescott was up near, I think the five, that one was like covering C.D. Lamb in a slot. So it's something that Sean Desai, as a first-year defensive coordinator, has actually integrated in the last three game plans. They've had him go against the number one receiver often, and he still uses Eli Ricks in coverage. It's usually on longer third downs. They seem to trust Bradley Roby now that he's back in shorter third-down scenarios because uh, it's typically when those defenders are going man-to-man. But neither deployment has really been all that effective. Right. Every time that they've been targeted on third down, whether it's been Roby or Ricks, the offense has converted. Um, that's a, still a very 
wide spot that offenses are going to attack. Now, you know, I, I've seen um, Brandon Cooks come up the last couple of weeks and particularly the last five uh, as a more primary receiver or a secondary receiver to CeeDee Lamb and compliment. Uh, but if Slate goes against number one against CeeDee Lamb, which I fully expect, um, that's the question. How much depth to the wide receiver core of the Cowboys do they have to exploit the rest? And, um, you know, I covered Brandon Cooks when I was covering the Texans for the Houston Chronicle, and, you know, it'd be interesting to see what his involvement could be in this game. Brooks, uh, after, well, yesterday afternoon, it, you know, word all the way from Santa Clara was that hope that Dallas is watching this tape and kind of figuring out things from what you've seen from, you know, from Nick Bosa and stuff like that. Uh, when you when you look at uh, with Hertz, is it a, is it really about not rushing or blitzing him, but trying to rush four and see if you can make him hold the ball and then either get rid of it or you know try and make a completion? Is is that what he's talking about with you with this? Yeah, I mean it's uh, in terms of their pass rush. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's you look at what um, you know. Decides done um, with this this unit and uh, Hassan. No, I'm, Reddick sorry, I'm sorry with the with the uh, yeah with Reddick. I'm, I'm sorry with the, the Philadelphia defense. Uh, excuse me, the Philadelphia offense and what they've dealt. You know, it's like he was talking about. There's this blueprint now that Nick how Bosa. you play how you play against Philadelphia. Is it is it rush four uh, and and not get out of lanes and stuff like that? Well, it certainly worked last week, and I apologize for mishearing. No, you on that's that. I, uh, I'm a terrible he, question asker. No, no, it's, it, and you, you saw it on a, several third downs, particularly at the very beginning of the game against the 49ers. Um, they went down into the red zone, and Hurts had all this time. And on third down, he ends up tripping on, you know, on a slick field and ends up leading to a field goal. Another time, he runs into a sack. Um, it was interesting because, I mean, the Eagles, you got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, who had a hell of an October, and the last couple of weeks, whenever he's been doubled, it's been a problem. I think that has a lot more to do with Dallas Goddard being out at tight end than it does anything else. I think it's a good blueprint whenever you didn't have him in the game because you know, Brian Johnson, he adapted his offense a lot because he was the third leading receiver. And after him, the tight ends, three of them, they only had two catches between them. Right. And they only had two catches over the rest of the three games. So there was a play at the very beginning where a tight end was wide open down the field, but Nick Sirianni admitted that he wasn't even a read in that in that play so you got a guy clearing out the middle of the field and Hertz isn't even supposed to look at him so now Goddard coming back into this then you run 11 personnel throughout the tight end there mm -hmm. say you decide to rush for double AJ Brown well now you got another passing option that they haven't had the last three weeks and they didn't have against the 49ers so I don't know so much that it would apply this game as as, as in translation to the 49ers and what they saw last week but um it's it's a huge thing to wonder um, if if Goddard is um, a major factor in this game, especially coming back for the first time. Uh, came back to practice last week. He obviously made an explosive play against the Cowboys, which led to his forearm fracture. Uh, but I do think that makes a difference uh, in terms of that kind of style. After making a very questionable decision to sign with the Eagles, how much Shaq Leonard do you think we'll see on Sunday? A very limited. Um, he showed up on Wednesday. Typically, and from my conversations about this, I mean, it's probably not going to be – he's not starting, and he's not going to play a majority of the snaps. I'll say that. It'll be a limited role, um, and 
the question is how often is he going to be used on third downs? Cause that was kind of the crux that led to his fractured relationship with the Colts. He was barely a third down um, linebacker at all. So if they bring him in, is it going to be first down, second down scenarios? Is it going to be when they think you know, the Cowboys are a package that signals run because he is a good stack linebacker. That's probably what I would suggest uh, uh, to look for. Um, so it'll be very limited this time, and especially with Zach Cunningham, their starter at, at will, coming back from a hamstring injury. He's played all practiced all week. So that's a huge thing for this defense because they've been – the 49ers, another thing they targeted, exploited the heck out of last week. So him being back is big, and it also allows them to keep Shaq in a small package as he's uh, coming back um, with a new team for the first time and a new scheme. It's Brooks Cabina, Eagles beat writer here from The Athletic with us. Uh, truckwreck.com fan tech says, uh, by far the best Eagles personality y'all have ever had. Real direct answers and polite. It's a good compliment, hey. Brooks. Must be the Texan to me. Who knows? <laughs> are, you, you. are you from Texas? Houston. Oh, right on. There you go. I knew there was something we liked about you. <laughs> Go Rangers. So, <laughs> how, oh boy, <laughs> how tough was that? Oh, you know, I actually was in the middle of my move here, uh, thirty-hour oh, drive, wow. and I almost got carjacked in Memphis. So I was kind of more oh. occupied with that. <laughs> Dang. So did did you? Are you a Cowboys fan? No. Did you grow up no. one? I can't say that. In Houston? <laughs> well, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. No. no. <laughs> No. Well, well, I was coming at age, so the Oilers were gone, and then the Texans, they built their stadium in 02. So I, I jumped on that train. Then I went to college and, you know, got into journalism and became just kind yeah. of an overseer of football. So Grinds the fan you know, out I of you. the early years of you – know, you mentioned David Carr earlier in the questions, so that was that was, that was was me at 10 years old watching, you know, them beat the Steelers with, with three completions total. So, you know, it's it, it's been – it was interesting to watch growing up. So who do you think is going to win on Sunday, Cowboys or Eagles? Yeah, I think I think the Eagles still with their with the full lineup. They've got all their defenders back. They've got Goddard back. I think that makes a huge difference. And they know the the, the they know what's at stake here in this game. And I you know someone brought up to me this week that you know that that the Eagles hadn't beaten the Cowboys in AT&T Stadium since 2017. I just don't. I just don't see that being any relation to anybody on the team here. There were like five players from that time that are there now, and the Cowboys. I've watched the last couple of weeks, and you know the the, the Eagles have just. They're entering the final stages of their gauntlet in the regular season, and the Cowboys are only beginning theirs. Watching what the Seahawks did last week and keeping it close, and really having a chance to win in the end, I think the Eagles will have more. Um, more within their personnel and their ability to to pull a victory off. So I think the Eagles know it. Um, I think they need it, and I think they get it. Wow. That's a heck of a prediction, Brooks. We appreciate your insights and your opinions, and uh, we look forward to maybe seeing you at the stadium there on Sunday. All right. Looking forward to it, guys. Anytime you need me, just let me know. You got it. There he is. A proper Texan. Uh, turned Eagles beat rider. He pulled the Brian Broaddus. He did me. He left Texas to yeah. go work in Philadelphia. Sure did. Well, you got to take where, the job where you, you got to go where you got to go. Where, where it is. And, and uh, sounds like he's doing a nice job covering the team. Although it did sound like there at the end, some Eagle homerism has started to leak in. Already, dude. Yeah, yeah, it rubs off on you quick over there, huh? I mean, he's like, yeah, the Eagles just have to take it serious and they got the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Maybe that's how Astros fans felt before their series with the Rangers. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> no, we won't. Actually, we do know. We kicked their ass.
Uh, Wooly Bully's top 10 coming up next, sir. Where are you taking us? Shout out to El Bombi, but it is National Brownie Day. I've got the top 10 most profitable baked goods and the DAC commercial that's gone viral. That's next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back, nation. It's time for Zach Wolchuk's Top 10 at 420. Segments brought to you by Soda, State of the Arts, brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. And here's uh, Zach Wolchuk in that top 10. All right, we'll get to the uh, baked goods here in just a moment on National Brownie Day. But have you guys heard of uh, Lead from Behind? Yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I I hear more so lead from the front. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's also. But it's accurate. it's something to do with colonoscopies. Yes, and stuff like they that. are on a mission to make colon cancer famous, yeah. and uh, their new spokesperson famous. is indeed Dak Prescott, and he has a new commercial out that is absolutely fantastic. People are loving it, and if you've missed it, I definitely would recommend watching it for the visual aspects. But here's how it sounds. Oh. As a professional quarterback, I get a lot of shit. Indecisiveness <laughs> in the red zone. Most overrated quarterback. You got more turnovers than a bank sale! <laughs> and I get it. When you're not a fan of something, shitting on it can make you feel good. But what if I told you that now it can do some good too? Let me show you how. First, if you're 45 or older, talk to your doctor about getting screened for colon cancer. Then, if you're prescribed a home screening kit like this, grab the sample collection container and place a sticker of something you want to shit on right on the underside. <laughs> Not a fan of marine life? Slap it on. Have issues with old-timey prospectors? Boom. It works with anything from oh. colors to large American predatory birds. Then. Follow the instructions on collecting and shipping your sample. Here we go! And in about two weeks, you'll <laughs> have the results. It's that easy to get screened for colon cancer and make your feelings abundantly clear. So talk to your doctor today. Home screening kits like Colaguard are for people 45 or older of average risk, not for high-risk people like Dak. Dak actually wouldn't use a home test kit, but he's so committed to preventing people from getting colon cancer that he agreed to star in this video we wrote for him without any concern for his safety. I definitely deserve that. Visit leadfrombehind.org to get more information and some stickers we made. Man. <laughs> that seems like a Saturday Night Live bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it was so well written. Yeah. That's what I told Carter. I said, whoever wrote that, probably an SNL writer or something, because yeah, that was too good. Yeah, it was, it was like, so good. Old-timey prospector, prospector, the 49ers? Yeah. Come on, man. It's amazing, yes. It's incredible with right. Dak and Ryan Reynolds. I mean, shout out to Lead From Behind, man. That's some great marketing right there.
Yes, that's fantastic. That that and that's how you know Dak is just playing with extreme confidence right now. Like, I mean, getting on camera, pulling yeah. something like that Making off, making fun of himself. Yeah, yeah, I that was man, that's, the top of his game. Hey, so who gets all the samples? Is that like an intern or something? It's like your first Ooh. year in medical? Like, hey man, you know I've always is. wondered that. We pay you one hundred and twenty k, but you gotta. Yeah. That's got to be an intern. Digging this bag and hope they close it properly. Yeah, I think people aspire to be poo doctors. <laughs> well, there wow. are there are yeah. I think it's only the guys from the bottom of their class. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well played, sir. I, I, I tried to invent a robot to do that, though. We just put the box on this conveyor belt that goes into a room. The robot cuts it open, takes a little spoon out, and gets it tested, throws it right away. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's probably Boxes the one place people yeah, are like, awful. yeah, we could have the uh, the robots or the AI take over yeah. this job. We don't need to handle We're the fun with that. I'd like We're to good. know the number of these they actually do. I, you think people are interested in getting their own poo and putting it in a sample deal? So uh, I, don't know the, I don't think the interest level is overly high, Broadus. I just think it's it's a necessity for some folks. It's a health risk, you know? Well, yeah. Well, can't you just go to the doctor and kind of get a colonoscopy and all those things? I don't I don't. Well, know. it's easier. I mean, you could just you could just drop a deuce, or you could go and it's not that easy. It's not that easy. How you gonna get that turd in there? Yeah, you got it. Like, well, when you watch the commercial, you'll see it's it's they they have an apparatus to do it. Okay, I know they've made it much better than it used to be. They have an apparatus. Well, here comes the program director, the hockey hunk, Gavin Spittle, who has some experience in this. I've done it. I've done it. Okay, so let's talk about this. Yeah. So so if you're not at and I high shake hands risk. With you. That's right. If you're <laughs> not at high risk, I think it's like a ninety-four percent accuracy, uh. and it's very easy. Absolutely, the the equipment comes, fits right in the toilet. Do it, do. And the amazing thing, when I dropped it off at UPS, there were about seven boxes. Get okay, out so of a here. lot of people are doing. Were there so flies this, zooming around? Yeah. No, no, not at all. No, you completely seal it. This actually saves Skull you and crossbones on it. going under and getting the full prostate exam, which I would yeah. also. You know, encourage, yeah. but you know this is a a way to do it, and it's easier. It's covered by insurance. You're the guy that fills up the sample cup and makes it hard on nurses and stuff like that. No, this is this I know is what like, you're doing it, here. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. You're the guy it that can't be a cup. It's got to be I a mean, tackle box. You no, no, don't he, have to he, go under. He, he pees in the cup. Brought before. us bend over. Let me let me examine you right <laughs> oh, now. Oh wow! Whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. This is HR violation. You guys heard that? You guys heard that? This is a. I run the station now. I own the station. All you were fired. Every one of you. My hell! I'm having a kid. You should have waited till next week when he's drunk. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He denied Mrs. Doubtfire and said that's not good. I think he should pay it off with a prostate exam in studio. Yes. Uh, Who's got this... the biggest finger? Walchuk. No, 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 no. We have a doctor coming in. I don't want to do that, bro. Yeah, we don't, oh, we don't I've do done it. this. I'm, gonna be, I, I'm 60 yeah. years old we on Tuesday. I've done it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you've I, done it. I do not want to be the guy having the mess. You said, oh, it's very easy. You put the... It yeah. is. I do yeah. have a question. because they, they make it, have made it look easy. They make it look easy, but I do wonder, because we all know you can't two without wanting. So where are you... Where where are you peeing while you're? You've got a you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you, flush then two. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not like you have to put your whole two in there. You just put a sample. Well, how the hell? Then, what if he's short? Man, he's somebody asked yeah, a question for me. He can't hear me. But uh, what if it comes out like a smoothie? What if it comes out? What if it comes out bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah you got bad. A lot of times. Smoothie can <laughs> consistently like yeah. a smoothie. Yeah. Is that bad? Know, just, I'll have to try it again. Yeah. And see. So I shouldn't do this yeah. after my breakfast heater in the yeah. morning. Like a warm I, cup I of mean, coffee. Listen, this is this is a <laughs> to me this is a great breakthrough because a lot of guys are yeah. afraid to do this, and this allows them to do it. 
personally, and like yeah. I said, it has what? a high percentage of accuracy. What if you're afraid of? What are you afraid of? You die if you don't. Well, that's so what I mean, I'm saying. But uh, men are not getting prostate exams, yeah. so this allows yeah. you to to do it. Fearful. Yeah. You don't want the doctor checking your colon with both his hands on your shoulders. You know? yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for that education. Well, I mean, it's very we needed. This. It's very we know. Yeah. So you recommend it. It's a mighty big finger, Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Just to know everything's okay. <laughs> got your whole, got your wrist in there. River. I couldn't believe how easy it was, Eric. Couldn't believe it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And a lot of people are texting in saying, yes, this is very common. A lot of people do this. Yeah. It's called Cologuard. So you just like just have a box of your poo riding shotgun with you up to the FedEx or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, and then you know that you're just seals. carrying you your poo smell. and yeah, you can't smell it. And the people you are get, checking you in, and yeah. they're like looking, like, oh, okay. Oh, we no, know what's in here. Guy, yeah. I mean, is there an embarrassment factor? Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, the box says Colo Guard. Hey, so everyone say knows something what you do. <laughs> Could it say <laughs> Nike on that toy? <laughs> Can we just like oh, fake God. that we don't know what this box is, but we know what the box is? Yeah, yeah. I Does mean, the it's... post office put on plastic gloves before they handle your box? <laughs> no, not at all. I would. So completely, completely. Like I said, I showed up and I looked to the side and there were about five other boxes and they said, just put it right there. So I gingerly, without just, touching the other boxes, <laughs> put it there. Just lump your dump with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hopefully it doesn't get mixed up. <laughs> Hazmat, you guys coming by later, just put it right over there for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you're driving around. Okay, and you- what's the second weirdest place you've pooed then? <laughs> Oh, that would be at actually one of my former talk show hosts' driveway. Oh. In the driveway? Yeah. 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 That's my yeah. It yeah. got hella yeah. toxic. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Was that yeah. because he was a bad host? No. You know what? He made me dinner at the house, Yeah, and it didn't go well. It was a bad dinner. You asked I, him to bend over. Well, he said I didn't, no. I, no, no. I didn't, I didn't want to go in his bathroom <laughs> with, you know, his wife was there, and I'm like, ah, oh, wow, this is going to be embarrassing. because One I'm, bathroom spot? Well, because I was kind of feeling like I was feeling it. So I'm like, oh, guys, thank you so much for dinner. And I started going down. There was like a long driveway. And there was a forest with the driveway on either side. Mm -hmm. So I started going down the driveway. And I said, I'm not going to make it. So I I pulled over to the side. I turned off the headlights so they knew I was gone. I thought you were gone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then very quietly, I creeped into the forest, did the business, (laughs) called it a day, got back in my car, tried not to sit down. And made it home. Hey, was that a, to you, sir. a leaf wiper or a? Uh, yeah, you know, I think did I did. Dispose yeah, of the, yeah okay. a little tough at night to find something. Luckily, it wasn't poison ivy. Just Just let it yeah, bravo, that's dude. Yeah, that's, that's kudos, sir. Very impressive. I told I you guys, let's it. let's grab a drink. I, you know, I'm a. Uh, well, uh, you yeah. let us know the time. Well, I'm not going to have you over to my house for dinner. But Absolutely we not. Yeah. yeah. That's been Pulling my driveway. <laughs> Thanks, Could've boys. Used As always, you're, one of, my, you, you're one of my top four shows on the radio station. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I you. own the station you're, now, so you get out of you're here. You're one of our favorite bosses. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. There he goes. The great Gavin Spittle uh, letting us know exactly the insight on the colonoscopy. The dump doctor. Situation. Yeah, he's the dump doctor. All right, let's slide into the top ten. Most profitable baked goods oh. on National Brownie Day. <laughs> Brownies, yeah. Hell of a pivot uh, and, there. And this, is a, this is a great transition. Uh, the honorable mentions for the, the most profitable baked goods at restaurants would be tortillas and bagels. They didn't quite crack the top ten. How does bagels not become one of the top ten? I, I would assume that it would have, but it's 11. They're everywhere. It's crazy, dude. You made that and I love a good bagel. I, mean, I know would you Would you rather do. have a bagel or would you have a piece of toast? I'll take the bagel. Bagel. Absolutely. Which means that They've got this wrong because number 10 is bread. And that is just blanket bread. I mean, we're not even talking it a specific good. type. It smells good. Yeah. It smells delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the bread comes in at 10. 
Number nine is the cinnamon rolls. Okay. That's too low for Dawson. Yeah, that might be my favorite bread for any occasion. Not as profitable, apparently, as the uh, other eight items. What do you guys find that you bake the most? Cookies. I was going to say cookies. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, probably cookies. Cookies. Does pizza count? Like a frozen pizza? Heck yeah. Absolutely. I I make quite a few of those. You know, I actually put bacon in the oven. I bake bacon. Okay, a Ooh, lot of people I've seen bacon. recommend yeah. that. It's a it's yeah. a cleaner. Just Every morning I, I put foil down on a cookie sheet and boop, you know, you just pluck them out when you're done. I like that. Put them idea. on a paper Maybe towel. I should try that out. Yeah, that seems like an easy not way. Not as do much spot. 350 by the way, or you can go 375 if you're in a hurry. But watch out cuz at 375 it'll it'll really start to crisp and black in the ends. Yeah. Number 8 is donuts. Are delicious. Wow, this list is kind of off on my book. These are the most profitable. It's most breads. profitable. Wait, are you? Yeah, are you're, you're packing a lot of sugar. Yeah, it's the most oh, profitable. Okay. Sprinkles. Seven is muffins, which we do see kind of. I mean, you can go downstairs right now buy a muffin. <laughs> so there are a lot of muffin sales. So muffin. Dime a dozen. <laughs> Six is cupcakes. Really? That's what my grandfather said before brought us. Yeah, hey, what's that girl with that muffin at? Yeah. Bring her back over here. Look <laughs> at <laughs> 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 muffin top. That's my girlfriend, man. Number five on its national day, like they're the fifth most profitable baked goods. It's brownies. Is number five. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that's ahead of the donut. I mean, I feel like the and donut the should be a top four. Yeah, and the bagel. I mean, with the I'm amount of brownies are ahead of the bagel. Like, donut shops are everywhere. Right. But the donuts, yeah. I figured, would be top three. Because it's not only the donut shops, but also just the bagged d- donuts, you know, yeah. that... That yeah, you like to consume, true. you know, you like can get them at like grocery stores all over the place. Heck, no I can walk into a gas station and yeah. and get like a. But you could do the same with brownies. Get a, get a tube, get a tube of them. The, uh, the yeah, five of them. Th- yeah. Those kind of prepackaged store bought brownies are the worst amongst your oh, dessert. Not they're not very fresh. Yeah, they, no, can, they, got, they can't get it. They uh, got to be got, fresh. Brownies got to be got to yeah. be gooey. No doubt. Yeah. Unless uh, Cosmic figured it out though. Oh, the Cosmic brownies, little Debbie's. Cosmic. Those are fantastic. Those are delicious. Number four is pies. That is the fourth most profitable baked good. Pie. Number three is cheesecake. Is is pizza included in pie? Because I know a lot of people will say like pizza is pie. Pies. Pie I think pizza. this is specifically like the dessert brand of pies. Okay. And in Norton, yeah, I don't think like actual pizza. But you're right. Uh, pe- people do call pe- pie pizza, and vice versa. Number two is cakes. I don't second think most profitable. I don't think people call pie pizza. Pizza. But they pie. call it pizza pie. Pizza pie. <laughs> Number one. Cookies. Boom. Yeah. What I'm talking about. And yeah, I love getting that's baked not off cookies. A surprise. I mean, number one being cookies, I figured. But it's hard to these... wait for cookies out of the oven. It's hard to wait. Really? They always tell you to wait. Are you for... trying to like open it up, take a peek? Like, no, 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 yet? no. When it's when they're laid out, they say to cool off a little bit. Oh, yeah. You want to Man, eat I like when they're a little bendy. Oh, right know? out of Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, a little bendy. You like a little bend. A little bendy. Yeah. It's you, little freak. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I like the I like the the gooey, you know, out of I the yes. out of the oven cookie. Yeah. I don't want to let them, you know, get fur. Yeah, we call them boneless cookies. Okay, yeah. yeah there you boneless go. cookies. There you go. Medium rare cookie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Woolchuck. My pleasure. Top 10 every afternoon, 420 here in the G Back Nation on 1053. The fan. Shout out to Lou. She's got like, the best music yeah. in DFW. Thank you, man. Uh-huh. I like my cookies from California, Colorado. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Bay Area cookies fire. Something in the air. There's something in the air. <laughs> you know, there is something. something in the air, bro. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, football's finest coming up next, Chief. Where are you taking us? All right, get to the Twitch, get to the YouTube, because I believe what I reveal next to all of you will be an offense to anyone who has ever eaten next year in the nation. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Boy, they really like to fight there in the morning. 
Sean's em- embracing his rage uh, like it's uh, 2013 all over again. Brian, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Okay, it's time now for uh, an edition of Football's Finest. Here's Eric Chiafalo. Okay, I'll give you a couple of minutes here. Get over to the uh, the fan cam, Twitch, YouTube, if you want to take a look at this. We'll describe it, but um, I believe there's a person in uh, in the football world, somebody we might be bumping into, you know, uh, r- rubbing elbows with, if you will, in the press box on Sunday night. But uh, I have a couple of NFL items here. It looks like Lamar Jackson's going to be good to go. He's a little bit uh, ill, according to John Harbaugh, uh, over the last couple of days. We missed a practice, but he should be fine. He will be playing. Trevor Lawrence listed as questionable. He's out there looking around. When you, when you see him on the practice field, he looks you know, like he's getting around pretty much normal. Uh, you have Derek Carr. We thought it was going to be Jameis Winston. Derek Carr is questionable he's got like four things it's like concussion shoulder like uh ankle whatever it is he's dealing with a lot of stuff but it looks like he is potentially trending in the right direction to start even though i think we'd all rather watch Jameis winston sling it around the yard on sunday there for the uh for the saints uh and then also i don't know i don't i don't know what the deal is with geno smith but it looks like you might get drew Locke starting for the seahawks i hope he's got two of them you know, the groin injury. Uh, okay, did that happen versus the boys? I think it might just be uh, let's sit you against the Niners and get you ready to beat the Eagles. I like that. I like that quite a bit right there. Hey, he we're was not, drifting back so much against the Cowboys. Maybe it did happen. We're not winning this division. Let's go ahead. We're we're gonna we're gonna take our L groin, and we're just gonna we're gonna fight fight for that wild card. I like that quite a bit. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to Pete Carroll. It, it is uh, it is very much on brand for Pete Carroll to just punt on something. And so would, if he yes. wants if he wants to punt on this Niners game, then kudos to him. He's a punter. I saw this from John Owning. Micah Parsons, thirty three total pressures on third and fourth down this season, which is the most in the entire league. Money down. Third and fourth down. Money down. Micah is uh, he's well, he's always sort money of a different down animal. Micah. M- money down, Micah. This is good. Yeah, I like that. Money, Micah. Yeah, I think I think there's something there. Uh, but it is it, it is fun to see. Like, yeah, third, fourth down. He is he's just Man. wrecking shop on you. Uh, and then Demarcus Lawrence has the highest positive play rate on third and fourth down when it comes to run plays. Like. When it's all said and done, we we might talk about Demarcus Lawrence as being one of the best run defending edge players. You know, even if it, it might be disrespectful to just pigeonhole him as an edge player because of the way they kick him inside and he's able to play extremely well. But just one of the best run defenders from a D line standpoint yeah. that we can remember. Like the dude is just an absolute animal. Why do I feel like we've talked about this for years? No, because people were trying to make uh, they were trying to talk about you know under the. Uh, under the Rod Marinelli administration and stuff like that, when he got, you know, we got all that money and everybody was bummed out that he was not sacking people and getting pressures and all that. And we all had to kind of remind everybody, well, if you watch the tape, this guy, you know, he plays the run. There's a lot of things that he really, really does. I, I do feel like that we've talked about him being a complete defender for, I know as long as I've been on this station, you know that way. I, I don't. I, I don't know why people are surprised right now. And I'm not saying you're surprised or anything. I'm just. I'm just kind of wondering if you if you know the player. That's what he does. He plays. He just doesn't run. get enough credit. He's, I don't think he's celebrated enough. Well, he, for a Still. while there, he took a lot of crap for how much money he was making, and you know people were saying, "Oh, he doesn't do this and doesn't do that." And we were all like, "Well, wait a minute. If you watch him play, 
I mean, he does more than just rush the passer for And it's an incredible combination of traits because as the, as the pass rushers are getting longer and taller and maybe a little bit leaner, it's hard to find a guy that can get to the quarterback that quick and still be such an absolute brute in the running game wrestling 320-pound dudes. Mm-hmm. And Tank Lawrence is just that guy. Uh, a couple of numbers on the Eagles. You know, last year they were they were a team that just played with a lead all season long. Um, they would get to halftime, they'd be up, and then they'd cruise to victory in the second half. This year, it's been different, and uh, you know they are they are trailing at halftime quite a bit. I mean, six of their twelve games this year, on average, the Eagles have been losing by a point um, at halftime in their twelve games, which ranks number seventeen in the NFL. Um, so, and then like compared to last year through week 13, they were leading by almost eight points per game at halftime, which was obviously number one in the NFL. So, and and Warren Sharp's got a nice article on what their offenses looked like and some of their issues. Some of it is just like a a slow pace. Last year, it was just a well-oiled machine. They knew what they wanted to do in and out of the huddle. Boom, boom, boom. Playing with confidence. Now it's, 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 uh, like they're 25th in the league in terms of, uh, pace of play, in the first half of games in particular. And then in the second half, oftentimes they're playing with a deficit and they're trying to figure out, okay, we got to start, we got to start doing some things here seriously because we're trailing. Uh, But I will be curious to see how this first half plays out. Hopefully the Cowboys can get on them nice and early, play fast, get the crowd, you know, rocking and rolling early and often, and then say, okay, Philly, now uh, let's see you play from behind here, which uh, is not something that I think they're overly comfortable doing. They've they've eked out some games here this year after trailing at halftime, but I think that they would much prefer to be the team that can really control the game in the second half by playing with the lead, having the defense pin its ears back after the quarterback, and being able to run the football. That's not something they've been able to do very consistently this year. No, uh, the the team that gets ahead, I think, is going to have a huge advantage here. I don't really know if any team's going to come back and win this game because if you got to pass the ball, you get the ball ninety seconds, two and a half minutes to go. You got to go the full field. You got to pass a lot. Yeah, I, I think it's playing way too much into the pass rushers' hands. I don't think the Cowboys had a chance in he double hockey sticks if it wasn't for the two penalties of getting that uh, that touchdown up in the in the first game. Okay, so we are all familiar with old Ross Tucker. Big uh, football guy, eagle guy, odyssey guy. You know, he's, he's one of our cohorts. You could hear him with Sean and RJ from time to time throughout the uh, the NFL season. He's a big foodie. We'll see him in the press box. I'm going to go toe-to-toe with him in the press box. You know, he's a guy that can put it down. Mm. Uh, I'd like to think that I could, uh, you know, at least give him a run for his money. Yeah, I, I would agree. But he is doing something here. He has taken a photo. Carter is going to slap this on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube okay. so you can see for yourself. I've never seen this in my entire life. Maybe Broadus has. South Shore Bar Pizza. Uh, and it involves baked beans being oh, a topping. No, no, uh-uh. Oh, baked no, beans sir. on top of a pizza? That's a tostado, isn't it? Are you looking at this right now? That is yeah. baked freaking yeah. beans on top of what looks to be just a delightful pizza. The crust, the cheese, the sauce. I'm here for it. And then there's baked beans. I've never in my life heard of this. No. Not one time have I heard of this. Like I said, it, in, it would be a tostado if in like yeah. Mexican food. It is on a thin crust pizza, yeah. which kind of mimics the tortilla True. chip, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't mind it. You know, I'll do beans a lot. I'll do beans and rice a lot. So uh, be- beans are in my oh, life. pizza though, like that pizza, uh, that, that that marinara and everything. Yeah. That's not going to hit. Probably together. not ideal, but it's yeah. not I, freaking me out like uh, like like uh, putting fruit on a pizza or something. Looks like a bunch of dead uh, June bugs it on it. It does, dude. Yeah. It looks it looks just patently disgusting. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I know my ancestors are just rolling over in their I, graves right now. Oh! I wonder, though, if you did it with, if you did the beans, but it was black beans. You know, if you did it with black beans. You might get a little further with black beans. You do it black beans, and then you do it with, like, uh, Mexican cheese. Like, okay, it becomes, but it's a pizza. And then instead of marinara sauce, you make it like a uh, like an avocado spread. Salsa. I mean, this is salsa. just insane. Yeah, but you put. You Taco go with, Bueno used to make something like that yeah, on a burger. You go with salsa and stuff like that. But you make a pizza like a Mexican pizza, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. did black beans. I'm just not trying to hear it. With, I, I'm uh, sorry. With that cheese, with Mexican cheese. Yeah. I, what if you, I know, what if you had a, the, the layer of refried Haka? beans at Haka? the bottom? So I've been workshopping, like, how could you how, make beans yeah. work? Could uh-huh. refried, now you know? Now it's a tostado. Yeah. Ooh. I just, my dear. And, and now, now that you've said bugs, Lucius, they do. Yeah. It, it makes bugs. it even worse. They do. It looks like, it it, looks like little It's like little cockroaches, yeah. little June bugs. Yeah. It doesn't look appealing at all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask him about. That. I'm gonna pull Ross aside and say, "What the hell were you doing?" He, he made that himself. Uh, he went to South Shore Bar. Okay, so, so the, bar they're pizza. serving this thing up. Yeah. Bar pizza. People are trying to get super creative with their pizza. Maybe this is a create your protein. own thing. But I mean, if you want extra protein, you should put some damn sausage on there and rock and roll. I mean, baked beans. What are we doing, Ross Tucker? I will ask you face to face on Sunday night. There we go. Thank you, Chief. Yep. Demand answers. Report back. We'll have the uh, conclusion to that in a mm. star-studded edition of Cowboys Monday after the weekend here in the G-Bag Nation. Hope you in- do enjoy the weekend. We have three hours down, two to go. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com, joins you for the Cowboys perspective next the nation. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.